0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, Podcast. an exploration of ancient wisdom.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back, friends. And we are on episode number... Do you do? Do you do? Do you do? All right. <laughs> we left off. Uh, we are going to start on chapter six, text number 24, but a quick recap of last episode. Very quick, brief recap. <laughs> of,
2: <laughs> of okay, yes, I got
1: you. I got you. Okay. So <laughs> we talked about
0: how um, a lamp that has no wind, and we're talking about more like a candle kind of lamp, yep. does not waver. And similarly, our mind has to be the same way. Mm. And then we talked about this idea of getting into a trance and what that means and the meditation of it. And it was really cool, really fun. There's a lot of explanation. This text is filled with fun information about meditation, yoga, um, Patanjali, nirvana,
1: And check it out And Priya led led a really good meditation So if you haven't heard uh, episode number 41 Please go listen to it
2: And basically it talks about what is real life That transcendental pleasure is really real life That's the life of the living entity Who is the living entity? Us We are the living entity And that is real And when we get sidetracked That's kind of like a dream within a dream We talked about That's illusion or maya And that's basically the condition Of when spiritual life is contaminated By they call it this material. Real infection yeah so we're basically going about life forgetting why are we even here what's the purpose of life what are we doing
0: can i tell you about maya in like a really practical way um growing up i i mean i grew up in this movement i grew up in the bhakti philosophy movement whatever you want to call it and um And so there was sort of these funny things that you would say. And sometimes people would say, you are in Maya. (laughs) And honestly, it often meant that you were sort of distracted from like the main goal. But as a kid, you don't really understand like the main goal, right? Mm. Like you don't understand the big picture of like, You're the soul and you're, you know, in this world and you have a purpose and all of that. So like what I equated to like you're in Maya was like all these fun things sometimes, you know, like you're in Maya if you're like watching a movie or you're in Maya if you're doing this or that. Right. Uh So Maya, I think in it and it doesn't have to be that way. But as a kid, I didn't really understand it fully. But Maya is anything that distracts you from your life's goal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, okay. oh, So Maya, the Sanskrit word, what does it translate to? Illusion. Illusion, right? And it's akin to, you've seen The Matrix, right? We're living yes. in this world of illusion or this world of Maya. There's actually mm-hmm. a lot of Hinduism that is in the the Matrix movie. Yes. And so Maya is everything that, as you said, Priya, distracts you from your purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, you're, so from like the, the bigger the picture,
0: from the, the idea of... You know, working on yourself, finding Krishna, understanding who you are and all of that.
2: So, right. yeah, just a... It's kind of like if you imagine that we're in this relationship, this ultimate relationship with Krishna, with our supreme source. And something happens along the way where we go into a deep sleep, we're in a dream, we've totally forgotten about the most real important relationship in our mm. life to our soul our, our our ultimate connection so in this dream we forget about him and it's basically like a dream within a dream and we're trying to peel back the layers to remember to remember this long lost connection and to estab- reestablish it and reconnect with it that made me think of like someone in a
0: oh i'm going to say this word wrong
2: what? um <laughs> say I, what?
0: someone in a coma oh, coma someone coma. in a coma. coma coma you were close
1: though <laughs> I knew I was going to say. Like, oh, I'm trapped in a comma. <laughs> and that I'm tra- tra- trapped in a semicolon. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> coma.
0: Coma. Okay. Um. <laughs> trapped in a coma. Okay, guys. The listen. comedian gave me a that, high five. That was really good. That was really good. Okay, let's get back to the point. Trapped okay. in a coma. Someone trapped in a coma, like let's say that they had a fiance, maybe even a husband the, or like a wife, whatever, like a significant partner that they've lived 20 years with, and then they go into a coma <laughs> and they guys, <laughs> I'm
1: Hispanic and I don't know all the words. We like, we like.
0: <laughs> and, um, and they don't remember their partner, right? When they come out of this coma, they don't remember their partner right, at all, right? right. It, like, that's what I was picturing right. when you were kind of giving that idea. And oftentimes they say, if you do activities that you did before that are connected Aww. to this person, then you start yeah. remembering them. And yeah. so that's how often people do it. And so similarly in Krishna consciousness, it's almost like we've been in this coma, this like from the moment we're born that we don't right. We remember krishna we don't know the relationship mm-hmm. we've had with him and slowly by doing things that are related to krishna similarly to someone in a coma then we start remembering like our purpose our goal like who who he is our connection our relationship all these meaningful things i love that that's a yeah. great analogy
2: that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. and yeah and it almost makes it like sometimes we might hear the philosophy and be like oh, so rigid so many principles got to do this got to do that but this is all to take us to that feeling that remembrance of what it feels like this, we've talked about this transcendental pleasure that's really real life. It's not some rigid thing. It's that we gotta do things that might feel difficult at first, but once we reach that pleasure of remembering the sweetness of this relationship, it makes it all worth it. Yeah.
1: And one of my favorite parts of last episode is that when we're trying to be modern yogis, when we're trying to develop a relationship with God or Krishna, when we're in that position, one is never shaken, even in the midst of great difficulty. Like yeah. even when things yeah. are falling apart in your life, like there's this way that a yogi can literally just like look at everything
2: and be like, nope, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, that mental mm-hmm. training Oh yes, that we
0: go through yeah. that
2: prepares exactly. us for those moments. Yeah. And you know what it made me think of also when you were saying Priya of uh, someone who is in a coma and does things like uh, that, they try to remember their previous relationship. It made me think, okay, when we sing kirtan, which is basically like musical meditation, we sing mm-hmm. the Hare Krishna mantra. I've had, there's many people that that up until that point haven't been religious, haven't been spiritual, mm-hmm. have no conception of anything, but they'll sit in a kirtan and they'll be like, whoa, what was that? Yes. My heart felt something mm. that it never felt yes. before. And it's so real. It's something that you don't experience with just regular music. Mm. You feel this dormant awakening yes. and they get chills. And it's like, what is happening to yeah. me? Yeah. I love that
1: you mentioned that because my partner is a person who is not a believer in anything, right? She's more agnostic, right? Right. But when she sits and I'm going to, this is a true <sighs> thing. I'm going to, when she sits in Priya's Kirtan, oh, she says that she's felt the presence of, the divine. Oh. And like that is, and my partner is not like, a, no, it's true though. And my partner is not a very sentimental person. They're very blunt, very direct, not mm. like really kind of rough around the edges. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. Okay. She Can, she's kind of mean. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, right? But like she's, and, and whenever I talk about all of this stuff, like I, I love the Gita, the Gita has changed my life. But whenever I talk about this stuff to them, like they're in one ear out the other mm. but when they sit in kirtan and they hear that transcendental music especially mm. when it comes from Priya mm. like they said that they felt the, the presence of the divine Priya would it be too much to sing one mantra right now <gasps> oh, or yeah, maybe oh another time can you just oh, sing what? please Priya God. just just what? sing one I'll sing, we'll I'm sing it with, it with pre-
2: you we'll tune. sing it with you yeah we'll sing it um, with
0: um, you I'm sorry what what's happening right now one mantra dude. in I, that this is not gonna get is okay deep breath
1: one more one more
2: Priya too
0: I feel like I need a harmonium. We'll do it together. Next,
2: you know, stay tuned, listeners, because in one of the future podcast episodes, we'll have it with a harmonium, with instruments. No, right now, on the spot, acoustic. So just go for it. Okay, with your heart. Mm.
0: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. Hare haride Hare, Hare Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare, Hare,
1: Hare Oh my god Oh are oh oh so How do you Listen to that and feel not feel oh the presence of the divine. I tears kind. in my eyes. That's really beautiful. beautiful. Thank you so much. I know we put you on the spot, but you were such a champ <laughs> about good. it. I really that appreciate great. that. Thank you, guys. So, literally, okay. like it's that type of music, that type of mood, that type of environment, especially from a singer with like the intentions of setting that
2: mood and praying to Krishna. Right. Like it they're can calling be out to trans- Krishna. Yeah, mm-hmm. to I like it. the intention that you mentioned because it's not a performance, it's something that you're just calling out to Krishna to your yeah. ultimate relationship, and it's a call. All in response. So connecting it back to this long lost love <laughs> that it's your supreme relationship and we're doing things to, to awaken that dormant feeling. So when you chant his names, when you call out to him, you start feeling little glimmers of something in your heart that is like, wow, I remember this feeling somehow. Mm, so it's beautiful. a familiar stranger type feeling. Oh, I love yeah. that familiar oh, stranger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, yeah.
1: Anything else on the recap?
0: Okay, that was the recap. <laughs> yeah. But we took an important
2: detour. Like 45
1: minutes later. Wow. Oh,
0: my God.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. are oh, oh, nice. the invocation, ladies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Translation, I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him. All right. Chapter six, text number 24. Darshani. Darshani. Oh, yes. I'm still <laughs> shaking that, that you guys, I just got to say something. Yeah. First uh-huh. of all, you
0: guys are too kind. Aww. I do think, like, for anyone who enjoys doing kirtan out there, um because I know... The, the intention really matters. Same yeah. with the intention of reading the Bhagavad Gita and everything. And I appreciate your kind gesture of saying that, but it really isn't about me or my voice. It's just like, you know, doing the service of being an instrument, you know. Mm. And if Others can be inspired by that. Then I'm doing the right thing. And I hope that others can have the same mood. About themselves in whatever you know capacity mm. they True have. True
1: model modern yogi has the quality of humility, oh and we have that in yeah. prayer as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's where that is. Okay, listen. <laughs> but that was beautiful. Thank oh. you, thank you and for you know, being
2: a champ about it. Yeah, and if you're listening at this moment. Everyone tried to be an instrument in one way or another. So I think it's just a simple shift in perspective of try to be open to what opportunity can I be of service to others and try to pass on some inspiration, some knowledge and be part of the magical cycle of being an instrument.
0: Yeah, lovely. Okay, text 24. One should engage oneself in the practice of yoga with determination and faith and not be deviated from the path. One should abandon without exception all material desires born of mental speculation and thus control all the senses on all sides by the mind.
1: So this mm. second part, right, that you said um, one should abandon all material desires born of mental speculation. We've talked about that so much, right? Yeah. It's like controlling the senses, not getting attracted to material things. But I, what I really love about this This verse in particular Mm. is the beginning sentence, right? Mm. One should engage oneself in the practice of yoga with determination and faith Mm. and not be deviated from the path.
2: It's a good combination because it's not just... I think if one just were to have faith, it's kinda like, okay, have blind faith and just right. keep going with faith. Yep. But it's also <clears throat> determination because we know if we continue persevering on this path, the results will come. And that then it will no longer become a point of just faith because you're tasting it. You're yep. experiencing it. You're doing the and experiment. Exactly. You're doing the experiment. I know we've mentioned before, like do the case study on yourself. You're the you're the test. You're gonna do this mantra, do this meditation, see the results. Yeah. Try it for yourself. Yeah. I and what
1: we're just three girls on mics in a, literally like a living room. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, what do we you know? But we've done the experiment ourselves, yeah. and we're trying to get you to do it as well because we've seen the results firsthand. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen them,
2: and we're part of a, a, a lineage that we see people who are ahead of us on the path, and we know what we're striving for. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I also got to say, like, in terms of the, the the word determination in this particular text, I think it's also referring to the fact that within Krishna consciousness, within the bhakti philosophy, within doing service and being an instrument and doing all these things, there's some things that are harder than others. Oh, yeah. For example, some people might be really good at the japa, which is that the personal meditation kind of like uh, rosaries or like you right. know personal chanting like that. Some people might be like, this is my favorite part. For other people, it might be the hardest or most difficult part. Or for some right. people, right, whatever it might be hard for you, determination helps you in the path of things that might be a little bit more difficult, but are still right. super helpful in your path. Right. And right. super,
2: you know, Exactly, mm-hmm. it's like it's like when you get married within the good and the bad, through thick and thin. You <laughs> yeah. know, mm. my spiritual master at one point was saying, in the in the bliss and in the pain, keep going, stay on the path. Wow, because it's not all going to be bliss. It's, yeah. there's going to be challenges. And there's
1: this notion of like in this purport that God helps those who help themselves. So there's mm. this cute little story. I'm gonna just um uh, I'm gonna let Priya talk about one point <laughs> no, before no, no, I sorry. go into the story. Before you go into <laughs> the beautiful story, because I think the
0: story is so lovely. Yeah. I just wanted to say I know we've talked a lot about. About the material desires and all of that. But the word that I haven't seen before, and maybe I just missed it, was um that abandoned material desires born from mental speculation. Ah, Ooh, that is, word is kind of really cool. Yeah. Because do you have something you want to say? Does that there? mean like we think it's going to bring us joy? These yeah, material yeah, desires, exactly. Right? Like speculation. Like what is speculation? What... What role does speculation play in our lives, right? Mental speculation. Mental yeah. speculation is actually a big thing. It's like assumptions. Assumptions we made about a lot of things. Overthinking. Overthinking. All, mm-hmm. Or like just like, oh, I guesses. think Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like um for for instance, we've talked a lot about this, you know, the guy that thinks he wants a Ferrari, or like, you know, like the mental speculation is thinking that, oh, if I just get this, I'm gonna be happy, right? Oh. Like the speculating, making up things that could be the reason. But and that's something I just haven't seen before. So the desires come usually from this idea is that the material thing is gonna make us happy right. when it yep. isn't. So right. I just thought that was a, no, really cool a great point adding of
2: the word there. Before the story can happen. Yeah. <laughs> the story uh, is, so cool. is gonna take a long time, so take your time. No, the story is the one, like the best part in the purport. So I think there's a couple points that was just that were made in the purport before the story. Uh, I, I like how in the beginning of the purport it says the yoga practitioner should be number one, determined, and number two, should patiently prosecute the practice without deviation. So that's all again key because. It's not going to immediately have its effects. It's not a cheap experience. It's not like I'm going to chant a few mantras one day and bam, I'm saved. It takes patience. It's not a cheap experience to experience the truest love of God, of Krishna. It takes time. It takes dedication. So you need to be patient with yourself. And in the beginning, it's kind of like cleansing the mirror, cleansing the heart. All these things, unwanted things will come up. Ego, jealousy, whatever negative things that lie in your heart will start coming up, but you're doing, you're going through the process. You're cleansing it all out. And then it says, the next part is after patiently practicing without deviation, next, one should be sure of success at the end and pursue this course with great perseverance, not becoming discouraged if there's any delay in the attainment of success, because success is sure for the rigid practitioner. Dun, dun, dun. I love that. It's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna happen. Don't it's saying worry. like, don't
0: worry. If you just keep doing the steps, you're gonna get there, and it's gonna be fantastic, right? Right. Right. And I it, love the next part. I think that. I think we both. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It says uh, this is just kind of a description. It says regarding Bhakti Yoga, one can execute the process of Bhakti Yoga successfully with full-hearted enthusiasm, perseverance, and determination by following the prescribed duties in the association of devotees, and by engaging completely in activities of goodness. Mm, So like it's giving mm -hmm. you like, again, those equations that we really like. Exactly. Right, So it's like you can do bhakti yoga and you can be successful at it if you're enthusiastic with all your heart, if you continue regardless of the things that might come in your path, so you have perseverance, if you're determined, and if you have friendships with other people who are in this process as well. Ooh, good. Yeah. And if you are doing things that are in the mode of goodness. That's important, you know, friendship and community
2: because... You can take yourself, you can only go so far alone. And sometimes my spiritual master says like, if you just rigidly think, I can do it, I'm gonna do it, and you're only banking on your sheer willpower, huh, you're not gonna make it. Far. It's gonna be hard. Yeah. But it, you have to you have to ride off of inspiration. You have to be tasting something that makes it worthwhile. Mm. Something you have to taste the sweetness of it. So community, friends, they help. You can connect over kirtan, like what we sang at the beginning, and that makes it beautiful when you're in the temple singing. It is divine, it is heavenly, it reaches your heart. And then, of course, you read. Really the philosophy. I chant my rounds, which is like my personal conversation with Krishna, but you do things that fuel the inspiration. And then we have a mind and senses that never stop rolling. That's why we can't just stop it. As we've talked about many times, we have to engage them and channel them. So I might use my mind and senses to think, okay, how can I use what Krishna has naturally given me to give back? Mm -hmm. So there's so many outlets that we can engage ourselves Rather than just thinking, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop all material desires and trudge through the thick of it. Nah. So
1: that's the equation, right? This equation that you mentioned, Priya, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say the goal is bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga equals enthusiasm plus perseverance plus determination plus friends who are also doing this same stuff Mm -hmm. plus being in the mode of goodness. And that's how you achieve bhakti yoga or Mm -hmm. developing a relationship with Krishna. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a good equation. It's nice.
0: It's yeah, a really yeah. nice equation. Yeah. So then it talks about determination and a particular story. <gasps> okay. <gasps> dun, dun, right. dun, dun.
1: <laughs> okay. So basically, I'm going to paraphrase this story that's <laughs> in the purport. Okay. So there's a little tiny sparrow and I had to Google image what a sparrow was because I didn't <gasps> know. It's essentially <laughs> a tiny, tiny little bird. Okay. Cute little bird. So there's a tiny little bird was laying eggs on the shore, Right. And then the ocean came and then took all the eggs away. And then the sparrow was like, what the... When, what happened to my eggs ocean and the and back <laughs> my eggs ocean and the ocean was like nah I'm gonna keep the eggs and then <laughs> and then she was like so mad and she's like I'm going to dry the ocean I need my eggs back and like it's a tiny little bird but she started trying to dry the ocean with her small tiny little beak just trying to get her eggs back <laughs> and then Um, the, the carrier of Krishna, like there's this, there's this bird called Garuda who is like a a helper of, of Krishna. Powerful. Powerful, powerful helper. He saw this tiny little bird trying to dry up the ocean and he actually came and helped and actually like threatened the ocean. Uh, We're not, yeah, yeah. Threatened the ocean. (laughs) And then the ocean was like, okay, okay, here, have the eggs back. The, the point of this story let mm. me know if I miss anything. Does any- it miss anything? The point of this story is that we can we can start on our path of bhakti, but we will always get help from mm, something higher yeah. than us if we as have long that we faith. Persevere. Yeah, as long as we persevere. As long as we have that de- determination. And this little uh, little bird was like, I also have the enthusiasm because I really need mm. to get. She was really trying to get to the goal, which was her eggs, right? And so the the notion of this story is that. God will help those Who help themselves But right. we just have to Take that first step
2: oh, I love that
0: mm, Beautiful I love that And I relate to that In the sense that We were talking about Like friends in this community And I do think like Just doing these podcasts I feel re-inspired I yeah. feel re- Like it's like the help You, you guys might not See <laughs> yourselves that way But you're the help Like Aww. that bigger bird That helps Krishna Comes to You guys the little are the bird. bigger
2: bird For me <laughs> You guys are my you're big the, bird I'm Oh big different bird. big bird Okay got it We're okay. three big birds Flapping together on the path <laughs> <laughs> I'm just or grateful. The I think it's, it's best important that anyone could have. You know that song? No, sorry. I don't <laughs> I know that's that from the movie The Hangover. Where are the three best oh, friends? The hang- I didn't know
1: that that was a Hangover reference. <laughs> anyway, <That's> <laughs>
2: back to the g10 yep. the three birds <laughs> flocking
0: together on the path. Sometimes, i but you guys are really funny. But <laughs> okay.
1: those, those who
0: help, those who <laughs> pursue, have determination,
1: <laughs> God helps those who help themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Boom, check it like I say it with confidence. Say it with confidence. God helps those who help themselves. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say.
0: That was the whole point. Love that. Yep. Anything else? So, yeah. So, in the practice of bhakti yoga, having that determination helps. And even though it seems like a very difficult thing, it will work out. Right. If you have faith, determination, perseverance,
2: enthusiasm. And that makes it, this concept of we will get help. It takes it away from, I am the doer. I will be able to do this on my own. It's a shift in, we rely on mercy and we rely on help from other devotees, other great souls, and ultimately from Krishna himself. Yes. We so, put our effort and then exactly comes. Like my spiritual master always says, I myself, I am no one great. I am no one special, but I am carried by all of the mercy. That's Oof. what he always says. That's beautiful say.
1: humility too. Yeah. Okay. I, know, I,
2: I mean, I, th- I think anyone that knows him would think he is something special, but he still says that. So we are all just carried by mercy.
1: All right. Text number 25. <laughs> Gradually, step by step. One should become situated in trance by means of intelligence sustained by full conviction. And thus, the mind should be fixed on the self alone and should think of nothing else. Oh, mm. I just remember we're still talking about meditation. It, like
2: with oh, that yeah. story and everything else. I, I forgot for a second that we were talking about Dhyana Yoga. Right, because audience, this is still the section of uh, chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, which is meditation. <laughs> and that's different than Bhakti Yoga, which is love of Krishna. But as we've said many times, Bhakti Yoga encompasses Dhyana Yoga because it's essentially a meditation on Krishna. So there's lots of parallels which sound similar. Yeah, and I also think I want to clarify this because... Because sometimes we have the book in front of us, and you might not have
0: the book in front of you. Mm-hmm. But the text usually have this one kind of story going all together, and then the purports kind of go into deeper other ideas, right. and it also kind of ties everything back to Bhakti Yoga. Right. So then sometimes it can be like, "Wait, are you talking about this? Or are you talking about that?" So we, uh, you know, we'll try to be clear and specify. But in this particular case, the the previous text that we were just talking about was talking about the faith. And determination in this process of meditation also, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about one step at a time um, with full conviction. Then we can focus on the self alone, meaning Krishna, right? Right. And we should think of nothing else but Krishna. That will be helpful in this Mm -hmm. meditation. Because again, we remember we were sitting under that tree. We were not worried about the wind in our arms or the sun hitting our head. We were not worried about anything else. So here saying dedication, determination full conviction focusing right. just on krishna
2: yeah yes it's a
1: little bit hard right but it's a the last part says should think of nothing else and sometimes it's hard to do that because our mm-hmm. mind is so scatterbrained sometimes but okay. okay. yeah. yeah well Good. think of nothing
0: else meaning like just think about krishna yeah
1: mm. like right.
0: not, yeah. not to not think <clears throat> of anything at all I used to do this thing because I was trying really hard to do this. And I I don't think, I don't know if it's the right thing, but I used to try to think about Krishna. And then sometimes if I would see myself getting distracted, I would be like, I wonder what Krishna likes to eat. Mm -hmm. And then I would just continue asking myself questions about Krishna. So my thoughts Mm -hmm. were connected. And I would especially do this if I was like in a more meditative Mood or situation That's a really good loophole Yeah so I, like I would that. just be like Oh I'm getting distracted Because maybe I'm hungry Oh I wonder what Krishna's favorite food is Oh and I wonder If he likes it like this Or I wonder what His favorite And I would just try oh, To keep coming so back to it yeah. And then it would keep me In that sort of <laughs> mental space Rather than kind of Getting further away yeah. Right. So I mean I don't and, know if that's
1: if that Oh 100% The acceptable. human mind cannot Think of two things At one time right oh, yeah, So if we're yeah. thinking about In our meditation We're thinking about Taco Bell be like Does Krishna like Taco Bell And they like <laughs> If we merge that that thought into one. Yeah. It's like the mind literally can only think about one hey, thing at a time. So might step- as well control it and divert it into a way that we can think about Krishna. Put Krishna everywhere.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Spiritualize <laughs> everything, and you know I can tie this back to friendships because, right? Like Shama says, think of nothing else. That might be difficult. That seems like a large, a large task ahead. But if every aspect of our life, we find a way to spiritualize it and connecting it to like. Okay, friendships. If we can find spiritual friends, spiritual connections, then you're going to all be on the same path, striving for the same thing. And that makes it a lot easier. And one of the teachers in our line uh, actually told me something really sweet, because we were talking about how right at the time of death, let's hope that you think of Krishna. And that's a very difficult thing to do when you're in You know, you're about to leave your body, your body's shutting down. But he said something like I was asking him about like, but what if, what if I start thinking of like my parents, for example, my mom, I mean, my parents are spiritual themselves and they're Krishna conscious. So they helped me on my path. So would, would that be okay? And he said something very sweet. He said, well, I know that if I think of any of my friends and all of his friends are like very elevated souls. So he said, if I think of any of my friends, at the time of death, I'm sure I'll be going. My destination will be a pretty good place if I go to where they are. And, and that just really stuck with me because it made it seem like, yeah, we just need to spiritualize everything. And of course the goal is to think of Krishna at the time of death, but if you're surrounded by people who are also thinking of Krishna and who are also spiritually elevated, then that's a that's a pretty good start and a pretty good thing if you're gonna think of them they'll remind you of Krishna. Yeah, love have you heard the story of Ajamil? Yes, yes, share it. I love that. Do it. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, you can add anything to it because it's uh, been a while since I've read it, so for the me details too. are. As well, I was like, you share it. <laughs> <laughs> the details are a little, but the idea that was that Ajamil was a man who had a son, and his right. name the name of his son was was it Nimai? It was Uh, the name of Krishna Yeah some name of Krishna Some name of Krishna So for now let's just pretend That the kid's name was Krishna Okay So uh, (laughs) Ajamil was a person Who wasn't very religious In fact you could say That he was the opposite He would often go find prostitutes Like it was kind of His life was not going In the best way possible But he did this one Redeemable thing And the thing is He named Narayan Sorry I just looked it up Narayan Thank you He named his son Narayan Which is a name for Krishna And when he He was, in his last days, he kept, he thought of his son and he said, Narayan, Narayan, Narayan. And so because he was saying the Lord's name instead of being taken to a hellish planet, The people that come from the heavenly planets came and said, well, he said the name of the Lord right before death. That's what we're all preparing to do for our whole lives. So we should take him with us. He did like, you know, the goal of everyone is to remember God at the end of our lives. Right. So he did it. So like we're taking him with us. And the people from the hellish planets are like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, he's had a bad life. We have to take him. No, no. He said the name of the Lord. And so we're taking him with us. (laughs) So, I mean, just... Just connecting his son to the name of God and remembering to say that at the end of his life saved his soul. Soul. Thank yep. you. Yep. <laughs> you got me. So that was that's a really cool story. Um, I'm sure I where is it located? Is it the Krishna book? Or the Bhagavatam. Anyway, it's I will figure that out and share it somewhere. <laughs> but yes, it's a really cool story, and it ties back to what Shamily was saying about connecting everything to Krishna and <clears throat> how even uh, those around us can remind us of Krishna
1: and all of that. Yeah, love that. All right, text number twenty-six. Yes, text twenty-six. All right, from wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. Okay, so there's this one thing that I do when I when I teach meditation classes. It's like, imagine Krishna is like a grocery cart and mm-hmm. we need to focus on the grocery cart. And our mind is like a small little child who's hungry, <laughs> right? And that little child wants to go into every single aisle of the grocery store. But our job is to understand that the child is wandering. It is the nature of the child to wander, but bring the child back to the cart. The cart is Krishna, right? So every time it wanders, bring it back, right? And it's like when we're breathing, and this is what I was telling my friend the other day, is like when you're breathing, your mind will go to 50 different directions. But the moment you notice that it's wandering, you're thinking about Taco Bell, you're thinking about what you're going to eat, you're thinking about what you have to clean, you you have to do so many things. But if you bring it back to the focus point, whether it's Krishna or your breath, or whatever type of yoga you're doing, if you bring it back, it's like doing a bicep curl for the mind. Every Mm. time you notice that your mind is wandering, you bring it back. It's like making your mind stronger and stronger and stronger. And so that's what Krishna is doing. We must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. I
0: love that. I love that. When I read that, I read it as, I mean, something more complicated. So I'm really glad you said it in those simple terms. But I was thinking about it again, about a candle, right? And when there's wind coming from a candle, it moves, right? But so like we are the candle, we're the flame on the candle, right? Right. And then Maya or everything that kind of distracts us in the material world is the wind and like trying to stay without that wind Knocking us down. Yeah, I love that. But I love your analogy. That's really cool about thinking about the child. It's very um, realistic and... Like, you know what I mean? Like, really... Easy to digest. So I yeah. love that. that Just really bring cool. it
1: back every time. Her mind wanders. Bring it back to the focus point. Bring it back to Krishna. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then once well, it's and, and the thing is, meditation is being aware that your mind is wandering yes. and bring it back. Oh my God. And it's yeah. okay. It's okay if it wanders. Just be aware that it's wandering and bring it back. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of meditation. Yeah. It's um, a
0: self-realized yogi has to control the mind. The mind should not control him.
2: oh Yeah.
1: Yes. Our hardest thing to do.
2: Yep. Anything else on text? Number 26. I just love that they call, uh, again, we've mentioned another name of Krishna is Rishikesh or (coughs) the Supreme Owner of the Senses. So we can really like pray to Krishna to help us control our senses. And it says in transcendental sense happiness, the senses are engaged in in, service of Rishikesh or the Supreme Owner of the Senses.
1: All right. Yeah. Priya has one last thing on this one. Yeah, connected to that, it says, Serving Krishna with purified senses is called Krishna consciousness.
2: Love that. All right, text number 27, Shamali. It says, The yogi whose mind is fixed on me, capital me, this is Krishna speaking, verily attains the highest... Is that supposed to be very easily? Is that a typo? No, it's verily. Okay. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me start over. Yeah, The yogi whose mind is fixed on me... Verily attains the highest perfection of transcendental happiness. He is beyond the mode of passion. He realizes his qualitative identity with the supreme, and thus he is freed from all reactions to past deeds. So, we can, can we break it down? Yeah, I was gonna say let's break that down mm-hmm. because I love how they say qualitative identity. Because we've said before everyone's soul is made of the same quality. Wait, can you
0: bring it from the beginning?
2: Before we get to that one. Okay, Okay, sentence one. The yogi whose mind is fixed on me verily attains the highest perfection of transcendental happiness. Okay,
1: verily means certainly. Yes, very very much so. I just Googled it. Nice. I don't know that word, but it means certainly. So the, the yogi who is fixed on Krishna, whose mind is fixed on Krishna, certainly Attains the highest perfection of
2: happiness. Cool. Love that. Right. Okay. It's digestible. Love yep. Okay. It. He, capital He, is oh. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not <laughs> Krishna. No, know, the, 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 he has <laughs> yogi. because it's at the beginning of the sentence, right? <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Not Krishna. The yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. The person. He. Us. He is beyond the mode of passion. He realizes his qualitative identity with the supreme. And thus he is freed from all reactions to past deeds.
1: So he understands that he is not God, mm-hmm. right? We have they have we have different qu- uh, qualities of God. He realizes
2: who he is in his relationship with Krishna, right? And I was about to mention something about the qualitative identity because we've said before our souls are of the same quality but different quantity. Mm-hmm. So our soul is comprised of sat ananda knowledge bliss and is it an eternality Mm -hmm. yes right job so we have the same quality just like one droplet of the ocean is the same quality as the entire ocean but a different quantity so similarly we have the same qualities in our soul uh, as krishna but in different quantities because his entire being is such ananda bliss, knowledge, eternality. While ourselves, our pure soul is covered over by this material body, our material senses, mind, ego, Krishna doesn't have anything material about him. Right. So that's why it's like, no, we have to be aware of these differences. We are not God, but we're a part and a parcel of God, like the main candle lighting a bunch of little candles. And then if we can then realize these truths and practice them, then we'll be freed from all reactions to past deeds. Yeah, I also think it's really cool. It says
0: uh, that this person who is fixed on Krishna attains I, as perfection and that person is all,
2: also beyond the mode of passion. And I remember we, t- we, we right, were going to talk I, about that, right? Because right before we... Uh before we started filming, I told Priya, interesting, why do they just mention to become past the mode of passion and not also, why don't we also become past the mode of ignorance, which is something that we also don't want to be in? Right. and you goodness is answer. like the only, the good one, right? Right. The good one. Goodness yeah. is the good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I said to Shamali that I think it's referring to passion because passion is what kind of fuels our desires and desires exactly. to keep us in this material world. Exactly. So then that's part of why they're mentioning passion specifically. Right? Say it again.
2: Yeah. That's an important point.
0: Desires
2: keep us in this material world. They keep
0: us tied back. So that means you keep re being born because you want to fulfill those desires. Yep. We're right. here because we want to fulfill desires. People come here because they want to be rich because they want to be famous because they want to be loved because they want whatever it might be. I mean, maybe love is not a bad one, but I mean, not to say that the other one's bad ones, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but right. you get the idea. We come here from desires of, many different things and so therefore passion is that which aids us to have more desires exactly
2: yep. so basically the the remedy to that is to always try to be engaged in just that transcendental loving service to the lord no matter what and when we do that as Priya read, we're factually liberated from the mode of passion and all material contamination, essentially. We want to become free. We don't want to be in this material infection. Oh, we want to real. wake up and remember our long lost love for Krishna. All right, wake mm-hmm. up, everybody. Wake up. <laughs> wake up. Time to wake up. And you know, one word that I <laughs> wanted to mention actually a bit before, um, this this word pratyahara. Uh, And Pratyahara, it, it was in text 25, but it just popped into my head thinking of like, okay, what's the goal of all of this? And it's when Pratyahara is when we have proper conviction and intelligence, we gradually seize sense activities. We gradually like let them go so right thinking of this concept of desires it's a gradual process it's not that we're gonna from one day to the next just stop it wake up dedicate hundred percent i mean if if you can wonderful sure but but most of the time it's a gradual process that takes conviction because we're convinced that we also know what lies ahead we know the treasure of of ultimate pure love of krishna that lies ahead so we're going to be convinced that okay gradually step by step i'm going to continue on the path and never leave the path Anyway, there's
1: this, you, you know, Kobe Bryant had this like Mamba mentality. Huh? Tell us more. It's like this. Kobe <laughs> Bryant was really famous for this this thing called Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. Mamba, and it's okay. like this constant quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday, oh, and better yeah. tomorrow than you were the day before. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what we're trying to do with being modern yogis as well. Yeah. Is we're trying to be better than we were yesterday, and trying, yeah. and, and it's and it's a long process, it right? Is, yeah, it's a long process to perfection, to liberation, to understanding that true love of Krishna. But but right. I think we need to have that mama mentality. To get I there. love
2: that. You know, as you shared that, and that's such a important point because it's very easy for one to become a little discouraged. Like so many people feel like, ah, I don't know if I'll ever reach the point where I can be free of desires. Mm. I don't think I can ever reach the point where I've had people tell me, I don't know if I'll ever reach the point where I'll be good enough or qualified enough to have a spiritual teacher. Right. Mm. You know? And I think like. First of all, even your desire in your heart to want to be better, Krishna takes that into account. Yes. And that's kind of, Priya, like the story you told of Ajamil. He wasn't himself all that self-realized of a spirit soul, but just the fact that he was calling out to Narayan, which is another name of Krishna, even though he was calling out to his son, Krishna still took that like, okay, that's something. He was Intention. calling out. Yeah. right? That Right, he was calling out my name, even if he was calling out to his son. So Krishna will take any little thing that you can do and accept it and give you so much more in return. Like I said, I think in one of the previous chapters that, um, anything that you put into your spiritual bank account is your gain forever. So if you leave off at 1%, the next time you start up on your spiritual path, you'll be at 2% versus in this material world, we're used to like, if we don't complete a task, if we don't finish something, oh, well, all is lost, but nothing is ever lost in your spiritual path. All right. So I like the mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. (laughs) Kobe Bryant.
1: Rest in peace. All right. Text number 28, Priyadarshini. Thus, the self-control
0: yogi constantly engaged in yoga practice becomes free from all material contamination and achieves the highest stage of perfect happiness in transcendental loving service to the Lord. Mm. So they're saying, again, we remind, remember, this is dhyana yoga. So they're saying if all these steps are happening, if we control the mind, if we regulate our bodies, if we regulate our activities, if we are associating with people that are in this process, if we do all of these things and we keep our mind fixed on Krishna, then you can reach that perfection. That. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. And the purport does also because you gave a really nice kind of little quick checklist summary of things we've been talking about in the previous texts mm-hmm. and verses uh, or purports. And the purport here gives a very short, it's only a few lines and gives almost like a little checklist. Number one, Shama Sangita, what's the first line of the purport? Self-realization means knowing one's constitutional
1: position in relationship To the Supreme. We are the soul. He
2: is God, the Supreme. We're coming from Him. We're like a little drop of the ocean, but at the same time, we don't merge into Him. We are independent. Exactly. The individual soul is part and parcel of the Supreme, and His position is to render transcendental service to the Lord. Right. So, a part and parcel. So, like the main big candle, lighting a bunch of different candles, but the candles won't merge together. They're going to stay individual. We're part and parcel. So, we have a little bit in, in the same quality, but not the same amount in quantity. We're not Krishna, and, and when it says our transcendental position is to render service to Him, to, to the Lord, it's not that it's a mechanical force thing. We we are the happiest, most connected when we do that, and we're going to naturally want to do it's that. It's a slow process, and exactly. exactly. we'll get to that point where we're like, Oh, I
0: finally understand. Yeah, you yeah. were. I'm not in a coma.
2: <laughs> I had to think about it really hard. I'm sorry. You're not
0: in i I'm, I'm not, a not a in coma. a coma or a coma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coma.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you it's got coma? it. coma?
0: You got it. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm not in a coma anymore. I understand this is my beloved. This oh, is the person that meant yeah. so much to me. This is the person I've been looking for, the
2: person that yeah. fulfills my love, right? Bringing so- it back to our long lost love and everything else is just scrambling in a dream within a dream. And then the last line. This transcendental contact with the Supreme is called Brahma Samspara? some sparsa. sparsa brahma some sparsa you got it okay. all right yeah, cool. yeah. good job
1: it's contact
2: all I right because it, it talks about it almost in a way that is something magical like this contact with something like that's not easy to achieve you know and we'll it's achievable for all of us if we do everything we've been laying out and stick with us to know how to continue strengthening the contact to the realm beyond all yeah. right
1: thanks for listening everybody I hope you, you enjoyed this time. episode
2: <laughs> and bye. see you next time bye